we were very clear from the get-go of the extra time that you need, how we're going to save you time, how we're going to save you money. But there needs to be a mindset around that because we don't want to get you in two weeks in and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. We create a lot of resistance, more of a conversation before you start because we want to make sure you're a very good fit for our program. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Good morning, everyone. So today I want to talk about the hidden costs of a program, my programs in general, right? But we teach fitness, so <laughs> we're going to specifically talk about the hidden pro or the hidden costs of an exercise program. So I feel like this is an important topic because this is a reservation for a lot of people. They think, okay, well, if I sign up for a program, there's going to be a bunch of hidden costs. So we'll talk about costs and then we'll talk about investments and how will ease your mind about what we do and then give you some insight about what others do. And, and I guess here's the first thing we can talk about. We can talk about time as an investment. We'll talk about finances as an investment. And then we'll talk about maybe expectations. I suppose that's fair. So you know exactly what you're getting into. So I suppose before you before you join any type of program across the board, you have to understand that it's going to be some time in investment, right? And here's the thing is that if you're not willing to invest any time, or maybe a better statement is if you're not willing to make any adjustments to your life, we shouldn't really expect change, right? Like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results. So sometimes people say to me, well, how much more time is it going to take? Because I have none. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I could tell you what you want to hear. Like, don't worry, we're gonna save you a bunch of time. You're gonna not gonna have. You're not gonna have to create any more time in your life. We're just going to insert what we do. I don't know. Like, is that's that maybe what other coaches tell you, <laughs> or what other pro, other facilitators of programs tell you that? Don't worry, it's not gonna take you any extra time. That's a lie you're going to have to make some adjustments in your life. And that's all there is to it. And there's only so many hours in the day. So I'm not going to say we're going to magically create more hours in the day for you. But I can tell you that you're going to find more time once you find more time, right? So when it comes to time in particular, we all have time for our priorities, right? Like before you had children, there's a very good chance you had no time in your life. Right? There's never the perfect time to have kids. Most of us are jam-packed with work, fin- like financial obligations, family obligations. Some, some of us have hobbies and things that you want to enjoy on the weekend, whether that's golfing or playing a sport or hanging out with friends. Um, whatever that is, we have. I'm struggling to find hobbies because I don't. <laughs> Who has hobbies out there? What are your hobbies? I. 
<laughs> I don't have very many hobbies, but I do like to work. And I have a newfound love of our family time. Um, and uh, like we're, we're together quite often, which I love. But um, hobbies. I listened to this one guy talk about hobbies and he's like, I don't have any hobbies. I love to work. That's what I do. And I'm like, I feel like I'm always looking for a hobby. Like, what should I do outside of work? And I thought that was an interesting concept because I love to work. And like, there's so much to work. It's not one thing, right? If you're running your own business, you're wearing 25 different hats. And you're, you're doing, you usually gravitate to the thing you enjoy the most. And you don't do the thing. You spend less of the time doing the thing that you probably should do. But um, for me in particular, I, I really like marketing. I like creating, um, designing. Like that, it's all exciting and interesting to me. I get really bored if I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And that's important though. It's important for you. Like that's the same concept of you must be willing to do the boring over and over again. And that could be meal planning over and over again. If someone's not meal planning for you, you have to meal plan and you have to meal prep. That could be boring, right? Or if you're going through workouts and, and I, I don't feel like workouts are particularly boring if you're changing them up and you're working, doing different muscle groups, but some people would consider workout boring. And regardless of what it, whatever it is, regardless of what you feel is boring, you must be willing to do the boring over and over again to see results. The thing is like we, entrepreneurs are the worst. They get one idea and then they're like a butterfly and then they start working on another idea and they're not even close to either finishing that one or making it good because anything we start at first isn't good. And you can compare that to workouts. You can compare that to workouts. Like when we start working out, we're not very good at it. And we work with a lot of people that just start working out. Like this is your first time working out. You're not going to be good at it and it's going to be hard. Anything worth doing is hard at the beginning. If we're naturally good, you know, I'm thinking like we got uh, our little guys almost one and a half. I just say one. And I don't like to do the whole month thing because I'm, how old is he? 16 months. And I'm like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. <laughs> so we're like a year and a half. We said that before we had him. Like, let's just do the year thing. <laughs> it's so much easier, at least for us. So he, like for him, he's not very good at anything. He's a baby. He doesn't know anything. And like learning to talk is incredible. It's like watching a baby grow up is the most magical thing. Like he's just starting to like talk and form words. And before they were like, like mumbled babbles, but now they're like actual words. And you're like, it's incredible to see this little human being know nothing and they can do pretty much nothing. They just lay there. And now they're like, He's, he's walking and you know, what's interesting to me is like, he can do things like he can get up off the floor and it's a bit of a struggle, but he gets up fine and he, and he'll get up and walk. And before he was like walking with his hands in the air. And I thought that was interesting because when I slack line my balance. So if you're not familiar with the slack line, it's a, looks like a big, long tight rope that you'd see on a, in the circus and they have the long bar and they're walking on it. So I like to slack line, especially when, when we're at the beach and you put your hands up in the air to balance yourself. And that's what babies do when they start bounce and they start walking. They're trying to balance themselves. And now he's walking with his hands down. It's because his balance is, is much better. So, but 
inter it's interesting to watch babies grow because they don't know failure. Like there's such a blank slate. And, and one of my fears is that I'm going to put my restriction on him. And we do that as parents. Like if you have it, like I really dislike spiders. So if a spider's around, I try specifically hard not to freak out because I don't want him. I don't want to put my fears on him. And like we do that with finance, like finance. It's like you heard, like you're, you're growing up, your parents are like, close the door. We're not heating the neighborhood or whatever. Money doesn't grow on trees. Like we all hear that stuff. And those are restrictions. And, and as, a, as a baby, there's no restrictions. They love without regard. Like they love and they want to help. And I'm, and I'm like, he really wants to help. He gets the broom out or the mop out. And I think to myself, at what point do they stop wanting to help? It's like play, right? This is an odd example, but I saw this little calf in the field running like a, like a baby cow was running and playing. And I almost never see that from grown up cows where <laughs> you can tell I'm very well versed in my farm language. <laughs> I grew up in the city. Okay. Um, okay. I got to go off on a little side rant here. I was training this vaulting club at their barn like they had a workout area in their barn facility and they had um stalls <laughs> and they had the horses in the stalls and I'm, i don't know anything about farming and i was like uh, i said I, I said something like how long do you leave the horses in the cages <laughs> and, the, and the girl was like they're called stalls <laughs> i was like oh sorry but I was, so I was watching this little, this little calf run around and I was like, when do they, cause you don't see any, rarely see any grown up or older cows. Maybe I should use different examples that I could, that I could talk about more easier, but you don't see the, the adult cows like running and playing at least not very often. And in calving season, you'll see like little babies, like calves, like playing all over running and playing. And then, then I thought to myself, when do adults stop? playing right because as a kid you, you're always joking around you're playing you're running around and like as you get older it's like as adults we feel like that's immature we shouldn't be doing that it's an interesting concept but relating that to, to to kids like they they love without they want to help and i think like when does that stop when we start getting jaded like when we start putting our emotions onto them we put when we put our restrictions and it's hard enough like you have your restrictions that in your limiting beliefs as a parent, but then you have friends and family that have their own restrictions or limitations that you don't want put on your child because I want to have him. I want him to be a blank slate for as long as possible because he wants to learn and he wants to grow. And I was thinking about how he would, how he gets up. Like he does a full squat. He pushes himself up, does a full squat and stands up. So, for me, it's like when I think about how that relates to fitness is a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know how to squat. And I'm like, you do know how to squat. Everyone squatted as a baby. You just have forgotten. So one of our goals is to help you remember. It's not even to teach you new things. Like when we work with full body functional weight, functional movements, full body weight exercises, all, all we're doing for the most part is helping you remember what it was like to be able to move your body in a functional manner. And when I say functional manner, like, what does that mean? That means it's something simple things as getting up off the floor, getting out of your bed easier, getting off the couch. We had this come in from one of our clients. They said that they were um, at church 
and they used to struggle to get up and like push themselves off to get to get off the what did we call them i i used to go to church too P pews i guess it doesn't matter the bench or the chair whatever you're sitting on and they got up like that with no hands no extra movement they just stood up and they're like oh my gosh and like those are the things that we don't think about when we join a fitness program or those are things that we don't want to think about or those are benefits that we don't realize how powerful they are like we're making your life easier by doing the little things but everyone's like how do i lose 25 pounds in two weeks I'm like <laughs> not sure <laughs> can't help you with that but we'll teach you how to lose a significant amount of weight along with other benefits we'll also teach you to keep it off right that's very different so so getting back to my topic at hand is that there's many hidden costs that we feel like could adjust or prevent us from making a decision. And one of those, um, one of those is the extra time put in to our daily life. And like I said, I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to give you more hours in the day because there's only 24 hours in the day for everyone. And I mean, I'm not going to tell you that it's not going to be important to you until you make it a priority because I'm sure you heard that a dozen times. But when it comes to extra time, I've told you here at the beginning that you must be willing to adjust your day to put different things in your day. Like days jam-packed, like I was talking, kind of went off at a little tangent about kids, but I feel like that was important. But when before you had kids, your day was probably jam-packed. And then you had kids and you magically found more time for those kids. And it's going to be similar to when you join a fitness program. And I like to compare children for whatever reason, because kids, maybe because we're new, newer parents, but because it is no perfect time to have kids, right? The stars are never going to align for the things that are important in your life. The stars are never going to align for you to join a fitness program and stick to it. You have to make that time in your life. But I can tell you, so, so when it comes to hidden costs, or what, what's that extra investment in time that I don't have? We do three, we do 30 minute workouts. And I think 30 minute workouts, sometimes people are like, oh, I can't, I've heard this before. I can't see results in less than an hour and a half at the gym. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's old school mindset. That's a limiting mindset and it's false information. You don't need to spend hours in the gym. And I can go across the line, across the board and tell you how, many, how much results we've seen from people that are only working out 30 minutes a day. So that's the first thing is changing your mindset around how long you need to work out. It's not an hour. It's not an hour and a half, 20, 30 minutes a day, depending on where you're at. All right. You can, we have, we have a seven, we have done a seven day Tabata challenge, seven minute workouts. And we have people exhausted after seven minutes. Of course, it's high intensity seeing results. So it's not the duration that you should be worried about. It's the consistency. And it's the making a, a mindset of like, I can make this happen. And it doesn't matter how long I'm working out. We need to start with a, pro with a proper program and I can make that happen. So that fitness in particular, a lot of people say, what is the time investment I'm going to need to invest? 30 minutes a day, th well, 30, we, we start off with three. So if you're looking at only two workouts a day, that's the maintenance phase. You're not gonna see a whole lot of results. It has to be three at a minimum. 
And if you wanted to level up, you would consider doing a Tuesday, Thursday, some type of walk, cardio, bike ride, whatever that is. But you need to commit to at least three 30 minutes a day. That's an hour and a half. Most people are doing that every day or three times a week when they're like, start a gym, right? They start at the gym, January, I'm gonna get my cardio on, burn some body fat, everything that I gained in the summertime and over Christmas. And they're gonna do an hour and a half of cardio every day and they fall off because that's not sustainable. How many people are going to work out for an hour and a half and keep continue to do that? Like it's just, most people just aren't going to do it. So that's, that's number one I wanna mention. When it comes to time commitment for meal planning and meal prep, you have to understand that there is time, like you need to make time. And this is something, the friction that I need to create with people before they're like, okay, I would like to join your program. And, I'm, and I say to them, this is part of our application process. Are you willing to meal prep? Because meal prep is non-negotiable. If you're not meal prepping, you're not gonna stay on top of nutrition. If you don't stay on top of nutrition, you're not gonna see the results you're looking for. So you need to make time for meal prep. So then someone was like, well, I don't have much time in the day. How much time is it gonna take to meal prep? And, I, and I'm like, that's not the mind, like that's not the mindset that we need to frame you for success because it's not, this is lifestyle, right? We have to be willing to make changes in our life. And if all you, if I say, okay, it's gonna take you two hours a week to meal prep, that's not setting you up for success because it's not just the meal prep. This is the life, like you have, this is your, this is your newfound life, right? You have to have time to go to the grocery store and buy your groceries. You have to have time to me actually meal prep, and then you need to make time to eat that food, right? So if I, so if, if someone's like, well, they're very limited in mindset, very limited in the actions of what they're going to um, dedicate to a program, and they're like, okay, you said two hours of meal prep a week, that's all I have. And I'm like, well, who's gonna go get the groceries for you and who's gonna eat the food for you? Because that's gonna take extra time out of your day if you're not used to doing that, right? So the thing, the, what we can help with though is what we teach is we teach um, bat, we, how can I say it? Bat, it's batch cooking is what I'm trying to say, but also grocery shopping. So when we create a grocery shopping list for you and we say here, you are saving time at the grocery store because most people, you have to understand you still have to go to the grocery store unless you wanna hire someone to go get that for you. But if we say, if you're going to the grocery store anyways, a lot of people wandering around, not sure what to buy, not sure what to buy, maybe not what brands, where to go at the store. We give you a grocery list that's specific to your meal plan. And we say, here, go get this food. So that's all you have to do. It's all you have to get. So we'll save you time. If all you have to do is stick to your grocery list, that's it. And then when it comes to saving time preparing food, we suggest and we teach batch cooking. So you're going to batch cook on Sunday and or Wednesday. So sometimes people like to batch cook once a week, but has the right, the right mindset. It's everything like, that's what I'm talking about here is like we do a lot of training around mindset. It's not just the actions that you're taking. It's why you aren't taking those actions or what's gonna keep you taking those actions moving forward. And that's why I say meal prep is non-negotiable. You have to be willing to meal prep because I've been doing this for a long time and I can tell you 98% of the people that don't stay on track with nutrition, I ask them why, they didn't meal prep. So that's why you have to dedicate that time and zero waste and zero, you're not wasting your food. And that's another thing I wanna talk about here is what are the extra costs for, what are the extra financial costs? So 
we actually save our clients an average of $200 a month because you're not wasting food and because you're buying food in larger batches. So for example, you can go and buy, um, you can go and buy chicken, one chicken breast or three chicken breasts, and you're going to buy four steaks and two, and just talk, just picking on uh, protein, meat protein, because it's an easy one. And then you're going to, so you're going to buy steak. You're going to buy all that throughout the week. Instead of, we teach you how to buy in bulk. So you're saving per unit on the back end. And someone like, we had someone in our group that was like, oh, we have a lot of venison in our deep freeze. Can we use that in the program? Yeah, of course you can. We work that into your program. Deanne, for example, she has a huge garden. So we work in the ve- the different vegetables that she can eat so she can use up the, the veggies that are grown. I want to say for free, but obviously that took a lot of time and effort to have a big, beautiful garden. Um, cost of seed and cost of your time. But in the long run, in my opinion, you save a ton of money having your own own garden. We do for sure. And I had this conversation with some friends and I'm like, oh, I, d- I worked it out and I don't really save money on veggies. And like, I don't really believe that only if you're not eating veggies or if you only maybe you're on a keto and you're eating fats and meat and that's it. But we eat a lot, a lot of veggies and we have a plant based diet. So even though regardless of what other macros, we teach the four macros, um, but what other macros we have uh, in our meal plan, we eat a lot of veggies. So that coming from the garden, even if you're growing your own, um, it's much cheaper than going to the grocery store. So you're going to save money because everything that you is in your meal plan, you're going to eat. You're not going to buy a bunch of stuff, not know how to use it or not be motivated to use it and throw it out. That's a waste. So, and then the other aspect is when it comes to your financial investment of working out, a lot of people are like, oh, so once I start sign up with you guys for a, or a fitness program, I'm going to have to buy a gym membership or I'm going to have to buy a bunch of equipment. So it's worth noting. And you should know this you should know this is this is a I'm talking about our program, but, but you should know this as a generalization for any program you sign up for. And, and I don't care if that's parenting. We took um, we took uh, prenatal prenatal classes or birthing classes. <laughs> we wanted to know exactly what the costs were beforehand. Right. And you should know this for if it's business, if it's fitness, whatever it is. Before you sign up for a program, you should know all the ins and outs because you don't want to get into a program and then be like, oh, I can't afford it. That's why we talk about the hidden, I'm trying to talk about the hidden costs, right? For us, we don't have many hidden costs of what I'm talking about is the time that you need to invest for yourself. And um, and again, we teach you how to save time, but you still need time, right? I'm not going to eliminate time for you. That's a lie. Any program that tells you that is not telling you the truth. And then when it comes to the extra finances, right? you can actually save money on a proper meal plan. And that's one of the main things, like that's probably the number one way you can save money because everyone's talking about complaining about the increasing grocery prices and rightly so, it's ridiculous. Like our grocery bill has doubled, but we also meal plan, we don't waste food. We we have a shared garden, so we get garden food. Like all the things I'm telling you about is what we do to help us save ourselves money and it helps our um, clients save money as well. So the last thing I wanted to mention here is the, the fitness end of it. So once you join a program, are you going to have to pay extra for a gym membership or buy equipment? And at least in our program, you should know that right before you sign up with our program, we start um, with functional full body weight exercises, which I was talking about with babies, which is why I think it's so incredible to see um, babies and how they move and how they function and how they're 
and how flexible they are and um just they just have such a wide open mind and what's interesting about babies at least to me is that they they don't have that's why i say they don't they're they're a blank slate they don't have they don't have a, like a memory of failing or they don't have a perspective or perspective of failing is a bad thing like failing is a good thing like our little guy has fallen more times than i can count i don't think he remembers it but i do <laughs> as a parent you're like feel like at least i feel like a terrible parent every time he falls and hurts himself because i'm like i feel like i shouldn't let him get hurt but at the same time i want him to fail because i know that failure is going to take him closer to success so he's fallen dozens and dozens of times before he learned to walk without falling and he still falls a little bit but us as adults we fail and then don't get back up or we tried something it's like a food oh i've tried beets one time and i didn't like it so i'm not gonna buy beets anymore like that's a limiting mindset how about avocados we hear it all the time from grown adults ah, i've tried an avocado it doesn't taste good i'm a texture person can't do it <laughs> and i'm like okay but that's fine and we help our clients and we work, we work with them um, with customized meal plans to what their needs are. But you also have to understand the more limiting mindset you have, the less, the, the less chance you have of success. It shrinks your ability to have success. And I don't think Deanne would mind me saying this, but when we first started, she was like, I'm not a, I'm not a smoothie person, I'm not a shake person, don't want that in my meal plan. And I'm like, okay, we won't put in your meal plan. And then um, she ended up trying a sample and then I'm not sure, Dan, maybe you could explain how it went, but at any rate, now she loves smoothies. She has smoothies all the time. But you have to understand that's a limiting mindset. And if, once you open that mindset up and try new things and be willing to stretch your comfort zone, we've had this conversation with multiple people in our, in our MAP program and they say, uh, I don't really wanna do that. And I said, well, you should do it anyways. That's the reason you should do it actually. And they're like, nah. And I said, I'm so I said, I would like to help you stretch your comfort zone. I'm your coach. That's why you hired me. That's my job. Let's try to make it happen. And if they're 100% no, not ready for that, okay, let's move on and try something else. But in most cases, our people have been fantastic. Our clients have been amazing. Like, okay, I'm going to try that. And then they realize the benefit of me helping them understand why that's important. Just to wrap up the whole fitness end of it is we, we work with functional movements first. We want a strong, solid foundation. So for you to be able to move your body, so I'm talking about is getting up and down off the ground trying to figure out how to use your body because we have forgotten as children, as babies, as kids, we know how to use our bodies. As we get older, as adults, we stop using our body and we forget. So it's not that we don't know how, we have just forgotten. So we teach you how to use your body again so you don't need any equipment. You don't need to pay extra for a gym membership. As we move forward, I'm still not like a heavy, we don't teach heavy lifting. Our audience is busy moms. Moms don't want big bulky muscles anyways, which in my opinion, is mainly what gyms are for. If we get to a point with you, it's going to be for long, leaner muscles. After we get you past the fat loss stage, the maintenance stage, you're going to be probably using light weights, bands, balls, etc. So you can find them very cheaply at most, like at pharmacies, at most sports stores. So we don't have a large investment or any at all, especially to get started when it comes to. Um, when it comes to the extra investment that you, a lot of people feel that they're going to have once they get into a fitness program. We have our own protein supplement. It's a plant-based. It has um, fermented organic and or fermented organic and or sprouted ingredients. Great for digestion. No chalky aftertaste. 
um, no chemical. You don't get that chemical taste. You don't get gas bloating. And that's what most people have experience with. They're like, oh, they go to the cheapest box store, Costco, whatever, grab a big tub and think that all protein supplements are the same. So they have a bad experience and don't want to try it again. And ours is much different. It's a very different experience. But at any rate, I have to leave you with that. Hopefully that gives you an idea of the hidden costs of any type of program. You should ask questions. You should know very well what you're getting yourself into before you get started. And before we get anyone on board, we're very clear with that because we don't want people to be like, start our program and then like, oh my gosh, I can't afford it. Or I don't have any time for this. Like, no, no. <laughs> we were very clear from the get-go of the extra time that you need, how we're going to save you time how we're gonna save you money. But there needs to be a mindset around that because we don't want to get you in two weeks in and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. We create a lot of resistance, more of a conversation before you start because we wanna make sure you're a very good fit for our program to see success. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a good day, everyone. All right, that's gonna wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.